Thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line. Brent Petit, hi. Hey, Deborah. How are you? I'm good, and I'm so glad to have you join me for my podcast, People Know Stuff. And Brent knows stuff about the purchase of wine. So Brent, um, you have worked at several different wine stores and you enjoy assisting people with purchasing wine. And I thought, well, you know, I know I'm kind of a, you know, I I don't really know that much about wine, um, but certainly it's something that I purchase from time to time. And so it occurred to me that somebody who knows stuff about the purchase of wine could share a few thoughts. And what do you think you've, you've worked long enough in that space? What do you think is the biggest thing that you notice about people who come into a wine store to buy wine? Well, when people come in, I mean, they know you have the hardcore wine buyer that know exactly what they want when they come in and they don't really want any help. They know what they want. They're in and out probably in anywhere 15, 20 minutes and that's it. Then you have other people who come in and they lollygag up and down the aisle and they'll go, well, I don't know. I'm having a party and I'm I'm having this kind of food. Will it go with that kind of food? Will my, you know, I have people who like a certain kind of varietal or a certain kind of wine. And yeah, I want to please, I'm trying to please everybody. And, um, you know, you really can't do that unless you have a deep, a deep pocket and you want to spend a lot of money on wines that you try that are that you're trying to impress people with well and i know before we, yeah and before we started i said you know what it, it because it's that second category um yeah. Yeah. that um really this podcast is because i asked you you know what do you think is the biggest challenge and you said people who come in and they're just really not sure about what they need to leave with so I know you've got a couple of points for people to very broadly think through that might help them. Um, right. So w- w- it seems like you wanted to begin with price points. Yeah. Um, you know, good Lord, there are price points all over the board. I mean, you can get wine as cheap now as $2.99, $3.99. I, I think everybody probably heard of the two-butt chuck thing that came out you know, years ago from uh, Trader Joe's. People are familiar with that uh, retailer. Um, and it was a, a, a quality wine, actually, at one point. But they they got to a point where they u- used uh, kind of cheap grapes. And it just went downhill after that. But, I mean, you can go up to thousands and thousands of dollars in, in a wine bottle. And Well, that to, that, to that point of price point and those extremes, um, again, you've worked at several wine stores. And that two-buck chuck was exclusive to oh, yeah. Trader yeah. Joe's. But yeah. could one walk into a wine store today and find something as inexpensive? Um, the things that are going to be comparable to that, if I can name I can name names, I guess would be like Yellowtail and Barefoot, you know, some of the cheaper, even box wines. But box wines are getting even higher priced because they're going into a better quality of grape and they're not 
uh, they used to be made, made fun of all the time. You know, box wines were always laughed at. You know, if you if you, if you had a box of wine in your house, people would go, oh, my God, you know. Sure. How, yeah. how horrible, you know. But I, I had one last night that was great. Yeah. And John and I did both. And we thought, my God, you know, you're paying... $15, $17 for a box, uh, a box wine, and you have literally the equivalent of four wine bottles in a box. Oh, wow. Okay. So you yeah. get volume. You get your volume on the box. So you get your volume out of it, and it, but it's a little dangerous because you have that little spigot there, and you can just go ahead and, you know, like going to a, a, a fil your, put your, put okay. your glass in the Fill it up, you know. Yeah, it's like a wine you know keg. It, before you know it, you're a little bit uh, toasted. But, um, you know, those are fun, too. But um, a lot of people would, wouldn't even think about buying a box wine, you know, because they're they're wine snobs and that's what they're called. Yeah. Uh, so so you get the advantage of inexpensive, but you're saying the quality's really gone up on the, the quality has gone up on the majority of them. Yeah. Definitely. Well, as as far as a bottle of wine. So what is that? Uh, about the lowest price you're likely going to start with in a wine store. You know, um, three ninety nine. Okay, three ninety nine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The and then, I... as you say, and in a wine store, you can find some of that reserve wine that's really oh, yeah. expensive. Um, oh, definitely. oh, definitely. A lot of those are in like a glass case. They they're they're locked up. I mean, they're they're heavy duty. I mean, they're Italian, French. I mean, even California cabs. South Africa, every continent in the United States produces wine, except Antarctica, obviously. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You know, oh. So there, there are wine varietals all over the, the map. I mean, the world. And, uh, you know, wine goes back. People don't realize this. It goes back to 6000 B.C. I mean, it's, it's been around a long time. Mm -hmm. and, um, well, it certainly know. is a favorite discussion in the Bible. So, yeah. Yep. Definitely. Well, no, they love it, their it, wine. They yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's kind um, of ironic. You have teetotaler uh, people, uh, you know, who will never touch it. They think it's the devil juice, you know. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, read the Bible a little bit. And it, it's <laughs> quite the opposite. <laughs> there you go. Um, so what about price point? Is that a good way to determine if it's a good wine? I Again, I've had wines that are you know, less than ten dollars. I, I wouldn't say the three ninety nine ones are the best ones. If you have a, a palate that you're, you know, that you're used to having a good wine with, um, if you just are at a party, uh, you know, the beach or you know the lake somewhere, you might want to have one of those type wines uh, to to fill volume of people. You know, if you're hosting an, an event or something in that order, and you don't want to spend a lot of money, those are fine. Because all people care about is just having a couple of glasses and getting a little bit of a you know buzz going on, and uh, that's kind of what it's all about with those cheap wines. You know, mm -hmm. they, you go back to Boone's Farm and all all those things. You know, we were we we were growing up, and I'm giving my age away, but uh, you know, you could buy those for ninety nine cents. Yeah, and yeah. Less, you know, yeah. And yeah. They're gut rot. They would tear you up. You know, and. Uh, but I'm the sure cheap ones today are, have progressed beyond oh, this yeah. farm, and oh, I definitely. can throw one out, Ripple. Ripple, um, yeah, Ripple, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, they have. And um, it, it, again, you can you can spend, uh, say if you spent $50 on a bottle of wine, I've had 50 60 75 even up 
uh, dollar amount of wine. And you can go and buy a $10 bottle and you can decant it, you know, put it in a decanter. I think most people know what that is. You let it breathe for an hour or two. And I guarantee you it tastes really, really good, if not better than some of the 40 and $50 bottles. Do you recommend that people regularly decant their wine? I, I think to open it, it, it's called opening up, you know, the wine and let the, and of course let, we're talking about red wine, red wine, red yeah. wine. Yeah. White. It doesn't really matter. You can drink that right out of the bottle. You sure. know, um, wine, white wine is a lot more uh, sugar oriented and it doesn't really uh, need the time to kind of open up. You know, it is what it is when you buy a white bottle, Chardonnay, Rosé, whatever, Sauvignon Blanc. But on, on red, the red, the reds are so complex and uh, they, they have to have time to kind of, you know, uh, accommodate to the air and uh, open up and, uh, you, you know, it's so much better when they, they breathe a little. And, so it's and interesting that you kind of level the playing field on red with decanting. Yeah, decanting. Yeah. Or even an aerator, a simple aerator. If you put it on the bottle, you know, top of the bottle and pour it, you've seen that in bars, I'm sure, you know, sure. they have an aerator on top. Yeah. And that helps a big, uh, a lot as well. And yeah. Yeah, plus you can catch debris, which is often in red wine, the, you know, some of the grape debris, uh, which is nothing harmful, but uh, a lot, you don't want that to taste that. So if you're completely um, uninformed and you wander in, then what you're saying is the price points vary widely and everybody knows that. Um, red, you can decant and get a higher quality uh, you know, for large volumes of people, go ahead and go with the less expensive wine. Um, and then when would you suggest really putting some money down for wine? If you're having a really, you know, high-end dinner party with, say, four or five, six people, um, I, I I had a lady the other day that came in and bought three bottles of Italian wine that were $200 a piece. And she was having a, a group um, that were that knew their wines. So I mean, she had to kind of impress these people. Sure. Uh, she asked a lot of people what they would have with what the dinner she was having that particular night. So I'm sure it went off pretty well. But um, you know, you're not going to serve a, a Boone's Farm or a, a, no, a, no. Bare, a barefoot to people who who know wine i mean they're gonna they they'd be you know appalled and they you never yeah see them, and the know. advantage of a, a wine store is you do have some expertise you can there, are, there are many people there that have really advanced degrees in in wine and you know they they go sommelier they're sommeliers they they take courses i've taken a couple um and they're very very difficult i mean they're hard to pass and you do have to pass there's certain levels you pass and don't ask me to do all the levels because i'm not sure how they really you know operate but there are people in there that know you know everything about italian french spanish you name it. I mean, it goes, uh, you know, around the around the globe, and they know exactly what they're talking about. They know about each grape and how it it has been produced, uh, so on and so on. So they know what they're talking about. Yeah, I think that's something that people, you know, don't it, widely people don't know about different regions. And um, is there anything you would say about how to think about 
choosing a region for a wine? Well, I mean, you know, people have their own. I like, I like California wines. I mean, that's really my go-to. You know, a Cabernet, a Red Blend. I like, you know, Merlots, Zinfandels, all, all things like that. I like, you know, Sonoma region of California, Lodi, Paso Robles. But there, there are just so many thousands of regions all over the world. Of Argentina, you've got Mendoza, you've got Chile, you've got uh, the Italian, you've got the Caucasus Mountains in, in Georgia, not the state, but in you know uh, in what what was once Russia uh, they owned. But you know, there's just it's all over the board. There's so many different. Greece produces wines, and uh, they're very um, they're very tannic. I don't know if people people know it's very they're very bitter, and they almost taste like pine tar. Uh, but people well, like that. How, how would you um, kind of build a real basic knowledge of different regions and? what regions have to offer how could you do that well for me i mean it's pretty much self-taught and just kind of learning from my mom and dad they had uh they were pretty big wine aficionados uh, when i was growing up and they had dinner parties all the time and you know they served really you know good wines and my dad was in particular more versed in it than my mother was um he loved uh you know french wines and, and things like that and i kind of learned from that and i and there and of course there are millions of books you can read and of course on the internet now it's limitless what you can look at you know with every every wine that's on the market so you know. if you want to kind of build a rule of thumb on different regions is there a way to do that yeah um you can really just self-taught it, it to me is the way i did it and i think that's what most people kind of do before they come into a wine establishment or a wine store or even a restaurant um you know you'll have a a, a wine steward or a sommelier ask you well what wh what do you have in tonight do you have in steak do you have in chicken or you have in barbecue whatever and they'll pick a wine that will go with that and I'm sure all of us have maybe have been to a course dinner before where you have like five, six, seven, eight, maybe nine different types of wine. Um, and it just goes across the board. I mean, there's sweet wine, you know, the ports and the sauters and the things like that, that you that are old fashioned that have been around, you know, for a long time. And uh, people still like those and they buy them. Mm -hmm. So again, it just depends on your personal taste. I mean, everybody's palate is totally different. You know, a $50 bottle, somebody might love it. And uh, uh, you know, somebody who likes a $10 bottle will say, Hey, well, mine's better than yours. And uh, you know, yeah, what, wine you know. is a lot like art. Um, totally. It's in the eye yeah. of the beholder. Yeah. The way it's in the palate of the beholder. You mm -hmm. know, it's what you like. Yeah. Not everybody about, no one likes the same food, you know, so same thing. Yeah, same with food. That's right. Yeah. Um, and and what about discounts? Um, getting the best price. Uh, what yeah. can you say about that? What can you share? Um, well, in in the in the place I'm at right now, um, they do offer a, a some sort of a discount. You buy six bottles and you get ten percent off, which is a you know not a whole lot, but if you buy a big big bottle of wine you know like uh, you can mix and match or whatever but if you buy you know say four or five hundred dollars a bottles of a dollar amount of wine you'll get 10 percent off of that i mean that's pretty good savings when it adds up but if you're buying a 3.99 bottle or a 4.99 bottle there's really not that big a deal but um mm -hmm. a lot of places are really Marked down anyway. I mean, Georgia is privately owned stores. They're not state owned and they can set their own prices. So if we have that advantage living here. They can be a lot cheaper. 
um, if we went, were lived in a state owned uh, area. Yeah. Because they, they can, they can. It's more variety and prices. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I had a, a woman came, that came in the other day. She said, oh my gosh, y'all are $10 cheaper on this particular wine I like. Well, and hey, said, that's, that's noteworthy. Um, yeah. Where are you from? And she said, well, they're state owned and they can yeah. jack mm-hmm. it up to whatever they want. Well, and it certainly makes a case for shopping around in a state where privately owned right. package stores are are what's you know available. Um sure. yeah, and and of course the the um value of buying in bulk and yeah. even some places buying I do know that some places give you a discount for buying with cash. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the same thing applies to where I am too. Um, I think they'll do add another five percent if you do only cash, right? Um, right. Credit card that you know they're not going to do that. But uh, mm-hmm. most people who who pays with cash anymore today though, not many. You know, we're in little. But for your wine, home. you might consider it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, definitely. so very broadly um at when you come in maybe have a sense of your price point and know that there still are very good and acceptable wines at a low price point oh, okay. and think about box wines um which are higher quality than what they were in the past and then with the red wine i think the tip of aerating it and decanting it that can give you a little bump in quality for those less expensive wines. And then in terms of regions, it sounds like what you're going to need to do is probably a little bit of research. And, you know, in a wine store, you can be assisted by those who have the credentials. And typically wine stores have a credentialed person on staff. Yes, they do. And I mean, because I know where I've purchased wine there's a very specific identified person that is the sommelier, but everyone who works there, like you, is informed and can help somebody think through what they want. And I, I think it really makes sense. Probably the biggest takeaway is consult. Right, right. But yeah, no way. And, and, and communication, definitely. I mean, you have to have that from both sides. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. be... You you have to have a personality to work in a in that environment. I mean, you can't be a wet noodle and mm-hmm. uh, you know say, well, hey, well, this is good, you know, and point to a bottle and not tell anybody about it. Yeah, you have to go into a little bit more detail, you know, to get them convinced that that this will be the right one for them. And wow. uh, usually they take they usually I'm about nine out of ten they take my advice and they'll they will come back and say, hey, the one you recommended, I really like it. Thank you. Well, good. Well, I appreciate you sharing your broad thoughts. Well, I hope it helps some people. I'm not claiming to be a a top sommelier, but I feel like I know what I'm talking about enough to to help people out with their choice. So, yeah, um, yeah. It's a lot of fun. Well, and I guess what people need to do is kind of scan for the non wet noodle when (laughs) when they hit the store. Right. All right. Well, thanks again. And uh, thanks for joining me for my podcast. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Look forward to another one, maybe. Yeah. All right.
thank you for joining me for this episode of People Know Stuff. If you know stuff, I'd like you to be a guest on my program. Please visit my website and drop me a line. <laughs>